Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. <clears throat> Are you ready, Peter Austin? I'm so ready. Are you ready for our first ever podcast, Peter Austin? I've got to try and not move too much in this chair. You've got a bit of a squeaky boy. It's a bit of squeak, squeakies. Squeak leaping all over the place yeah. there. Should we roll that music? Yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of the Triple Jump podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. Hello, Peter. Hello. It's a video podcast. Look at this. There's a camera component to it, certainly. I don't know if it could be counted as a video podcast. Why not? Unless we put on, like, a a show. Unless we put on, like, a a show. I don't have buttons to undo. Peter does. My top one's already undone. I'm always ready for a show. This is a video game podcast. It's not about athletics, although if you do ask a question about athletics... We might answer it. That's a lie. Well, you don't know that. You know, it's early days. You can't say for sure just yet. No. Ask a game about the Olympics video games and then ask a question about that. And then we, we might. We might. We might just do it. Uh, we would like to take this opportunity to thank our patrons patrons over at uh, patreon.com forward slash team triple jump because they are exclusively asking the questions on this podcast. And the questions will be sort of littered throughout proceedings. That's um, not a remark on the quality just, of the questions. Just, when he says littered, he doesn't mean... Just just, just discarded. Just sort of like an old greasy crisp rapid 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 or, or sort of like uh, droppings. Mm. Some sort of small small mammal droppings. Like cat litter. All over. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Just like that. So we're going to start off, Peter. It says here on our running order, intro. Intro. So I suppose this is the bit where we just have casual, just free and easy, fun conversation Anything back and could forth. happen, yeah. Uh, yeah, free and easy as dictated by the sheet of paper in front of Look, us. Look, no one ever deviates from the sheet of paper, okay? No. We're going to have fun, but it's it's mandatory. It's, it's fun. managed fun. Okay? Yeah. How do you think the channel's going so far? How, do you, how are you feeling? I'm enjoying it. It's nice to be back making videos. You know, mm. it's quite nice to be making lists again. Um, yeah. I know there's a bit of, like, to and and froing in, in our audience as to, like, they don't seem to know our opinion of lists. I think I, <laughs> I would like to put it to bed. The be-all and end-all is that it's nice to make lists yes. when they're the lists that you want to make. Yes, from the ground up. Yeah, these are hours. we're doing. We're yeah. writing them, we're researching them, we're recording them, etc., etc. In fact, while we're on the topic, if you go to triplejump that's triplej.merp which is our website there's a careers section we are taking currently applications for freelance writers mm. we've had a few through already you you won't have heard anything from us yet don't worry we're just getting a few in the door first before we before we go through all the applications start going but through them all, yeah. we will be looking for uh, f- for writers very soon and the same goes for video editors in the near future right yeah in time we'll put something up there we'll probably put a, a bit of a voiceover up there like a segment mm-hmm. um that you guys can edit down at home if you're if you're up for it if you're that way inclined send it in and we'll have a look and pick someone who might be able to help us put together some content yeah because we're so busy yeah. look, how, look how busy we are look this this has bits of highlighted green on it, it. does have you know, highlights this, on it this is uh that's not because i copied and pasted it from an excel spreadsheet uh, that i highlighted that's, yeah that's yeah. not that's not why at all but even so you know the printer he'd worked pretty hard on this you've done some bold and stuff there is some bold yeah there's on. some bold there's even some metallics i think you, you know well, busting out the big guns at slow some down point. Peter, let's start with a question. Okay. This comes from patron supporter Omar Zomben, who says, Hi, Ben and Peter. So glad that you're back on the internet. However, I have a bit of the man flu at the minute. So this question... Sorry. I have a bit of the man flu at the moment. (laughs) So this question might not make sense. What were the first video games slash consoles that you had slash (laughs) played on? What were the first video games slash consoles that you had slash played on? Yes. Now, we... 
we're probably going to get a lot of questions like this. The, what were your first games? What are your first gaming memories? What were your favorite games? Kind of exactly. We kind of want to get that out of the way in this episode. Yeah. And uh, so we saw a lot of questions that we got that were, that were really interesting ones about like how, how Bioware could potentially save the Mass Effect series, etc. Yeah. Uh, and we want to get onto those uh, in the future. But first we thought, let's, let's answer these. We've talked about these in the past at our various previous ventures, but it, you know, it, We've potentially got new people coming mm. along from the cultaholic audience who've never seen us before, and it's yes. worth just doing these. Then they're done. They're, they're done. Down on virtual paper. Yes, and uh, everyone who sees someone asking it in the comments can say, "Ah, I know. It's it's uh, Bubsy 3D." Yeah, for Peter, that's Absolutely. his favorite one. Peter, what was the first console system that you had and the, the games that you really enjoyed for the it first that console. shaped you as the tiny video oh game man that you are me, today that's suddenly added a whole load of weight to the question yeah They're what important. was the one that you were playing when you murdered your wife and children uh i don't i don't think i was but it's quite hard to play a game and while you're doing it. of yeah. a whole family at once i think i put the controller down it's a huge achievement really. the, f- the first console that i owned mm. uh, was a playstation one Yes. That lovely grey, not even really a monolith. It's shaped like one, but for some reason, I think they're quite aesthetically pleasing. They got their they're ribbed on the side. They are ribbed for, your for pleasure. my pleasure and hers. Yeah. Um, Did got you ever little... take two PS1s and rub them against each other? So they go... oh, no. Oh, man. Did see, you? that's half the fun, yeah. Oh, my you God. You get three together. Oh, my goodness. You Forget about world. it. What a party. Yeah, put your ear protectors on. Yeah. That, that's it. <laughs> it's deafening. Um... Yeah, I had PS1. Um, I think the first game that mm-hmm. I owned on it, the first game that I owned was um, probably like Spyro 1, potentially. Something yeah. like that. One of uh, So it's hard to sort of remember which one was first. But uh, I, had, I had Crash 1 and Crash 3, Spyro 1. Yeah. Uh, it'd be one of those, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly the first games that I played were not the games that I owned. Because I had an uncle who lived next door to my house who uh, had a PS1 as well. And I played all sorts over there, despite being far too young for some mm. of the games that I played. Nice. Such as Duke Nukem Time to Kill, in which if you get killed by a rocket launcher in deathmatch mode, you are just a big old splat on the floor. You're the giblets. Yeah, you're just a big pile of... Big uh, old jibs. Duke, Duke jibs. <laughs> Jib, um, Jib Nukem. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, things like Silent Hill, I would sit and watch him play that. Good. I don't uh, think I would play that now. No. Well, I mean, no, I don't play it anymore. I'm not old enough. Still. No. That's um, the problem. And I, I played plenty of multiplayer stuff with him. Some old PS, obscure PS1 games like Hogs of War. Um, Did that fuel your enth- enthusiasm and interest in sort of collecting and playing the more obscure titles on PS1 and I, PS2? It may have done. I don't know if that specifically was was it i think it's just that i've always had a fondness for the P- the ps1 because it was my first console yeah and i think that console itself and that era of gaming just lends itself to just that kind of that kind of thing so ps1 and ps2 there's so much on there like ps2 i think has the, the most games of any console currently right. that doesn't surprise it. me and as a result you know, a lot of them just never saw the light of day, really, almost. So they're just sort of sitting right at the back of the shelf. Um, And I think, like, I started to sort of recollect the games I used to own and my old favorites. And then in looking for those, I suddenly realized, hey, there's all this weird stuff that (laughs) no one has ever played. And as a result, I now am quite quite keen on collecting and playing things like that. They're more valuable as well. Well, they're definitely not. So expensive. Most of them really like sixty thousand pounds. Yeah, this guy wastes all his money. He doesn't even live in a in a house. No, I just live in a pile of PS One games. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like sort of an igloo. Yeah. Kind of deal. It's very impressive. What was your first console, Ben? Uh, for me, it would be the the Game Boy Color. Okay. Uh, I got a Game Boy Color and Pokemon Blue. Uh, I, I was, of course, much like you and your uncle, very familiar with video games far before then. But that was the first one that I was actually that that was mine yeah. that I owned. Um, and much like you, or at least for me, it it certainly kickstarted in sort of the last ten years or so a nostalgic interest in collecting all of them. Mm. And uh, anybody who's following my Twitter probably will have seen the photos of yeah me just collecting various things i will post a, a full photo soon i have a i have a display cabinet now uh, yeah it's very nice it's, is it I, yeah. I don't know if 
I don't know if I should be proud or ashamed of it yet. How come I've seen? I'm sure I've seen a photo of that. Have you yeah, I sent. I sent you. I sent. Like you're one of the only people. Oh, you're one of the only people me. who's seen it. You need yeah. to see it in the flesh. It's far worse there. But yeah, uh, yeah th and then it was a PlayStation One and and so on. Uh, but we could rub our PlayStation ones together now. You know what? Let's do a video <sighs> called uh, Peter and Ben's. Uh, Peter and Ben rub each other down, and then in parentheses, with PlayStation. They're PS ones. Yeah. The P stands for PlayStation. Play, yeah, Station One. Let's play Station One together, and it, it was from there really that I that I got super hardcore into video games. Yeah, uh, from sort of the, I, I started reading magazines and stuff, and then I just I just couldn't I couldn't get off that train. Couldn't stop. Couldn't could, stop. Could get away from that nice new magazine smell. Oh it's god, addictive. it was so good, and yeah. I, I miss all the magazines that I used to read that have. They've sadly died because the internet is... The, well, I mean, we, we're doing it now, aren't we, really? It's our fault. It's People our like fault. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that's that's pretty much where I started without going too in-depth. Yeah. Um, in terms of favorite games, very briefly, Final Fantasy VII I would, I would cite as the game that made me realize, oh, these aren't a distraction. The, right. These are actually. This is actually like a storytelling, very serious grown-up medium. Something can happen in these. Uh, yeah, this this is some good stuff right here. I, li I like this. Yeah. Uh, as well as the original uh, Pokemon games and various other things on different consoles. But I'd say Final Fantasy VII for me was was the one. Yeah. What about you? Of the of the early. Yeah. So um, again, like I would say, Spyro One being one of the first games I ever played, one of the first games I ever completed, hmm. um, as well as just I think generally being objectively quite pretty and and having a nice soundtrack you know that yeah. is up there with my favorite games of all time later on away from the first console years of my life yeah um as as followers of us will know i am a, a diehard fan of ubisoft's beyond good and evil by mm -hmm. michel Ancel of rayman fame yeah um announced a couple of years ago or confirmed anyway that they are now going to be doing a sequel or a prequel indeed actually mm. um but yeah they've been talking about it for many many years prior to that about an actual sequel and release some stuff that was clearly going to be a sequel because the protagonist was the age that they were yes now they've confirmed okay we're doing another game but the protagonist is, is younger, so it's there for a prequel. But that's exciting. You're but very excited about that. You exciting. watch all the live streams. Yeah. You cried along with Michel Ancel when he cried on stage at E3. Yeah, I did. You had a big old, big old, uh, big old cry. And a wee as well. You I didn't, didn't cry. I didn't and cry. you weed you wee. too. I do. Because I, I realized I really embarrassed. disagreed with that without actually <laughs> you really sort of did. laughing. I, I was went, with you. I went, yeah, I we cried. We were watching it together, I remember. I was actually really disappointed when... I mean, again, I don't want to get too off track Yeah, here, you were sad. You weren't happy about it. I didn't it. even realize till sort of the last sort of 60 seconds of the video that it was Beyond an Evil 2 hmm. um, because it was such a deviation, just the swearing. Oh, it. yeah, it was very cool. I, I was, still am not a fan of that that chimp. chimp no. And, and also all the characters... At the time, I didn't realize it was going to be a prequel. So all the characters on the screen are like completely new people. I'm like, who is this? Why are they all swearing? And then at the end, it said Beyond Good and Evil 2. I was like, I'm livid. Livid. What have they done with... Oh, that's awful, yeah. that noise. What, what have they done with my beloved characters? But now that I've had more information and I've seen more of the game, and they've also said that they probably won't be just swearing all the way through. It's just mm. certain characters are going to swear a lot. You feel I, a bit better about it. I feel it. a lot better about it. Good. I'm looking forward to it. As long and as it's, they're not over-promising and going to under-deliver with a terrible wow. product. We'll see. Michelle... Michelle won't let you down, I'm sure. No. Oh, then I will Michelle. cry if he if he lets me. He down. lies to you. Yeah. What's the name of the man, the actor man, who was in Looper and various other things, who came out on stage at E3 because his new company is involved in helping? Oh, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. yeah, he's he's like right in there. Is it his? Does he own? He owns record, or I think is he so. like he's sort of a patron for it or something? I believe he is one of the either the co-founders or or top men uh, involved in... It's, it's called right. Hit Record, is it? Hit Record. And what are they doing? So it's it's like a collaborative kind of thing. Uh, people, a lot of people got really mad about it, and they were saying, well, what you're doing is you're getting freelance art and assets and stuff from, from the fans, mm. and you're not paying people for it, or you're paying a pittance for it. And it's like, that's not how I see it personally. And maybe I'm biased because I'm just really excited for the game. But... Essentially, what you do is like they they put out a thing saying, "Hey, we want some music for the in-game radio, or we want some like 
uh, stuff to go on the walls like graffiti and stuff. Yeah. If you want to submit some, then you can do. We'll choose our favorite ones. And then there's like a small budget that actually gets paid out to people who contribute at the end. But really to me, like the pay is just a bonus. Mm. Like this isn't this isn't like a serious job app like uh, advert that's been put out by Ubisoft saying freelance artists wanted full time, but we then, won't pay you exactly. We paid that's an exposure. That's not what it is. People think that that's what it is, and they're going, oh well, it's just slave labor then, isn't it? No, mm. what it actually is, it's saying, hey fans, do you want your stuff to be in our game? Yeah. And the fans are like, yeah, and they're like, oh, and also we will actually pay you for it, and that's to me that's just an extra incentive. I think this is a huge like. It's it's got a real cult following, hasn't it? Yeah, it's very cult. The people who like it are are incredibly passionate about it, and yeah, yeah, this just this does just sound like, hey, do you want to get your artwork on a poster that is plastered on a wall in the world? And that sounds that that, I'd do that for free. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Exactly. Some of the music Um, they've made is incredible. They've started to release some of the final tracks now, and it's like, wow, this is really good. You reckon we'll see more at E3 this year? Uh, Well, they've they've shown a bit of their CG trailer storyline thing in the past two E3s, so hopefully mm. there'll be another segment. I, th- I believe that those trailers are they're sort of giving you history of the game, so when the game starts, it will all be post-E3 trailers. Right. So that's like a kind of backstory, but yeah, I think they're building, just building on the lore every year at E3, so hopefully that'll be, that'll be good. Fingers crossed. Okay. Let's move on to a section, it's pretty groundbreaking, so everybody hold on to your pants because you're about to plop right in them oh it's called what we play in oh there goes the plops there it is right there i just heard just a thousand plops in you un- and then and then silence thud because nobody knew what to do silence. and then suddenly silence it's as though a thousand bottoms all plopped, plopped at, at once, once and yes. were suddenly silence so this groundbreaking section is where we talk about what we are playing at home or otherwise peter austin yeah. You're playing video games, I understand. I am. What are they currently? Currently? Yeah. Uh, other than playing at the office, streaming Crash Bandicoot the Insane Trilogy, mm-hmm. which I was slightly disappointed, won the poll, I must admit. Oh, you really wanted to play well, it's partly that it, Beyond it, Good and Evil. Oh, well, I did, yeah. It's partly that it won the poll and also that it was easy to do because the PS4 was already set up and mm. all the other games would have needed either emulating or a console bringing into the office. It's true. Twitch.tv forward slash Team Triple, triple jump. jump. If you want to watch our... We're doing three streams a week at the moment. We'll we talk are. more about that at the end of the show, though. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and at home... I am currently playing. Uh, I'm actually just about to start CTR on PS1 again mm-hmm. for funds. Just beca- I, I think yeah. before the the remaster comes out, I would like to kind of get back to grips with it. Fasten your seatbelts. Yeah, here's one for the road. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Tiny crush puny car. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, what else is there? Um, out, out of my way. <laughs> out of my way. Out of my way. Uh, I am yet to finish the Claire storyline for Resident Evil 2, but we've just started that on a stream. In we fact. have. You can watch the VOD now on the YouTube. You can do. And uh, the other thing I'm playing uh, casually when I get home from work and I just don't have the effort for putting any any work into a game yeah. is um, Battlefront 2. Mm. Um, and I believe later on we're going to talk about a question of like which game does do people rag on that you yeah, don't like people ragging on. That you kind of enjoy. And I guess I'll talk more in depth at that point about why I still play Battlefront 2 and a lot of people don't. Awesome. What about you? What are you playing right now? I'll tell you what I'm playing right now. Apart from Bloodborne that I just started on the stream the other day. uh, I've just finished uh, playing through... I had a friend up last weekend and I am not a huge horror game fan. I don't like them. Uh, They used to absolutely destroy me when I was younger. Yeah. In fact, Resident Evil 2 was one of the games that wrecked me. I went to my cousin's house and uh, another cousin was there that we were both cousins of this cousin. Wow. It's confusing. Three three different parts of the family. But Cousin Con. No, none of us were brothers. Exactly. We were all there. It was just a huge deal. You had to get wristbands weeks in advance. Yeah. And uh, we went upstairs and the cousin whose house it was wasn't there, but he had a chipped PS1. And we just picked a random game, put it in. It was Resi 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, got to the bit, you know, what just survived the the harrowing cutscene with the zombie truck man. Yeah, and the weird um, sort of wax dummy looking oh. zombies. It just makes it worse, doesn't it, that it's PS1 uh, FMV style. Yeah, it's, it's spooky. In fact, we were discussing this, but we can talk about this another time, uh, is that the music from the original mm. I think is kind of lost in translation in the remake because I was watching some original footage the other day and the music is like 
really creepy still. And it's I chilling. didn't I didn't get much creepiness from the music in 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 the room. No, I didn't. Uh, but anyway, yes. So got to the bit where you can control Leon. Couldn't control Leon because I didn't know how to play. Got eaten by zombies. Scarred me nightmares for weeks. Mm, so no. this was a huge deal for me that I was going to play Resi Two yeah. uh, with a friend. So I we had we shared duties and actually I really enjoyed it. I'm a lot better with horror games now. I don't go out of my way to play them, but I'm not as bad as I used to be. But I really enjoyed Resi Two, um, and and I look forward to uh, carrying on our our let's play on the on the live stream of our Claire run. Um, I would be playing other things at home, but currently my internet provider is trying oh. to activate my internet. And the game I really want to play, that being Metro Exodus. Oh, yeah. Uh, which, as of, as of the release of this episode, yeah, was, was yesterday. But yes, while we're recording, out today, mm. um, I can't because I've got a code for it and I can't download it. And I'm kind of stuck because I've been without internet for about a week and a half now. And a lot of the games I want to play are online. And I'm kind of buggered. You could, like, depending on how desperate you are, you, you could have brought your console into the office and just, like, picked oh, it up. I really could have done. You are you are correct. But yeah. you know what? I have a feeling it's any day now with my internet. I'd like to it think It could happen. So. Um, yeah. You know, Peter probably just wants to stop hearing about it at this point. Because no, every, no. every morning it's like, hey, Ben, how you <laughs> how doing? You doing? Right, let me tell you about the update about my home internet. Yeah. He's like, oh, screw God. those guys. Here, Am I right? Here we go again. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's basically what I'm playing mm -hmm. as of right now. I'm sure, hopefully, I'll have a lot of Metro stuff to talk about next week. Oh, yeah. When we record again. Exciting. Next question, Peter. What we got? Next question. This is, uh, this is from Stephanie Jones. Um, also a patron. Thank you. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you for supporting for your us. Support. What games are you most looking forward to in 2019? Oh, she's from that Mitchell and Web looks yeah, sketch. She is. <laughs> Cannot see, can only smell. Um, <laughs> ben, what are you looking forward to? Well, fu funny you should ask because we put out a video Metro Exodus. last night <laughs> that did have Metro Exodus on, actually, because while I, when I was writing that list, which was. Uh, 10 awesome video games still to come in 2019, which largely are do contain a few that I am actually looking forward to, yeah. as you might expect. Uh, one of them was Metro Exodus, which came out a day after the video was released <laughs> because I wrote it at the beginning of January, not knowing when we were going to release it. And yeah. unfortunately, uh, that one came out just after the list. But uh, th there's there are a few games, I would say, that, that I'm really looking forward to, but there's so many that aren't confirmed yet for yeah. 2019. Uh, so it's it's quite hard. The Outer Worlds, um, I'm I'm anticipating that. That's from Obsidian, who did Fallout New Vegas, mm -hmm. among other things. Uh, they've actually been bought by Microsoft now. Right. So this will be probably the last game that they make. And they're you know they're seasoned RPG makers. You know they they make really in depth and really good uh, RPGs. And it's likely that this will be the last time we get. Uh, an Obsidian game on anything other than PC or a, or yeah, a Microsoft console. Exclusive, yeah. um, so I, I would make the most of that if you can. Um, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice yeah. from, from Software, the guys who brought us Dark Souls and Bloodborne and all that kind of stuff. Looks like a bit of a departure. It's kind of an Eastern vibe. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Neo, which itself was inspired by Dark Souls and From Software right. games developed by a different studio. Uh, and this seems to have, <laughs> Sekiro seems to have gone the Neo route and gone Eastern feudal Japan sort of theme. Yeah. So I'm hoping that I will like this. There's no multiplayer though. And the multiplayer, be it invasions or putting down signs or summoning, yeah. was always a very unique aspect to From Software games. And that's not going to be in here. So I am, I'm sure I'll really like it, but I'm cautiously optimistic at the moment. You have to sort of find sparkles, maybe. Oh, I'll have to create a, just a sparkles doll and just put it next to me on the yeah. sofa and just that'll that'll do, I suppose. Mm. Uh, what about you, Peter? I mean, other than Crash Team Racing. Uh, oh which, my God, yeah. You know, I think I'm, I'm a, I think as much as like excited to see it is, is like more just interested to see whether it actually works, you know? What they've done with it. Yeah, it's it's less like sort of, oh, I can't wait, because it's one of those games where, well, you've got the old one, just play the old one. Yeah. But, you know, it's it'll be intriguing to see. I think, like, with a driving game, it's it's so so important that you get the, the motion controls correct, like yes. the actual steering and the acceleration and the boosting. Arguably, 
maybe even more so than in a platforming game, you know? Mm -hmm. As long as in a platforming game, all right, if the jumping's a bit weird, then I guess you'll get used to it. But yeah, there's a lot of muscle memory tied to going around certain corners and ramping onto to secret areas and if stuff. If they're building the tracks from the ground up yeah. and you're going into them at like 700 miles an hour. Literally. You need, you need to know when you're pressing that R1 button Absolutely. to slide. So that's that's an intriguing one. Also in terms of like, yeah, we don't know if we've got, a conf we don't know when these things are coming out. There are, there are various, various games mm -hmm. that might be 2019. Last of Us, do we know even if that's this year oh, or if it's... Nothing, nothing confirmed. I don't think we nothing have a year concrete. even, do we? Uh, no. Sony aren't even at E3 this year. No. So we don't know if they're going to be holding their... Uh, PlayStation Experience event that mm -hmm. they usually hold in November, but they skipped that last year. Yeah. So who's to say? There's, I mean, in all likely, likelihood, it's going to be they're going to hold their own event, announce the PS5, yeah, and maybe announce some, you know, release dates then. Potentially. Uh, but we, who's to say, right? It's 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 all up in the air currently. It's quite exciting, really. There's there's no way to to know what's going to happen. No. Uh, as much as I'd like to know when I'm going to play The Last of Us 2 and find out if Joel is dead. Do, what do you think? Do you think he's dead? I don't know. I want him to be alive. I don't want him to have died. He, we went through so much together. Peter. I don't know if that would be too much of a... I think, like, he might. He could die in the game, or even at the start, but I don't think yeah. it will open with Joel is dead. He hasn't been seen in anything but that first trailer where well, it was, was sort of it was suggested that... Because we didn't see his face. It was suggested that maybe he is just sort of a part of... Of of her Ellie's subconscious in her mind, yeah, yeah. she's just reminiscing. Uh, so who's to say, right? Uh, you can't you can't have Joel dead though because part of the whole his last name is the Last of Us, right? It's Joel. Joel. It's Mister the Last of Us to you. Thank you. If you Joel kill him, the last of us. then it has to be the Last of Me. Ellie, Ellie Part Two yeah. is what it's called. It the Last of Me. Yeah. She's called Mrs. The Last of Us. But me. like the the whole point, or well not the whole point, but one of the main reasons going into The Last of Us 2 that, that people are going to be excited to, to play is, is to see what's going to happen in terms of like Ellie mm. maybe finding out what happened at the end of, of the previous game and like how that's going to affect the dynamic and whether she's going to think you're an absolute word I can't say on the yeah. podcast for doing what you did or yes. oh actually I kind of understand your reasoning mm. and if he's just dead from the beginning that you're there's just throwing no, out a load no of resolution interest there's no resolution you're throwing yeah. out a load of interesting conversation um I don't know I, d I, f I don't want him to be dead you're right that was there was actually that's that's a very good point they would be they they wouldn't they wouldn't kill him off immediately they we need to see the fallout from yeah, the ending the of sort the, last of the payoff. one, yeah, which was so brilliantly understated mm. that I just ah oh, I can't wait. It's kind of like if you've ever seen Parks and Recreation, right? Between season between before the last season or the last season, I should say, sorry, skips ahead about ten years, okay, and it sort of puts in little flashback sequences to fill in the gaps, right? But two of the former best friends, so to speak have fallen out and hate each other. And you don't find out why truly until about halfway through the season. Okay. And I think that's really interesting. And if they did something similar with, with Joel, right. where they're just completely at odds and you're like, oh God, well, what happened here? And it slowly fills in the gaps as you go through. Where and that'd be really interesting. Or something, Can't yeah. do that if he's dead though. No, maybe maybe the reason we've not seen him, apart from, I mean, I guess we have seen them together maybe in, in Ellie's head, but mm. the reason we've not seen him in recent uh trailers is that they have had a fallout and he's left yeah. or he's been pushed away so he's still he's still alive out there but she's just sort of in the commune or whatever mm. and he's off there somewhere and then maybe we will get some kind of flashback where like mm. he's driven out of town or you know who knows oh it's exciting it's exciting maybe yeah. 2019 but who knows yeah fingers crossed Ben yes. what's next next what's next it's time Peter it's gonna it's time for Weird News. Breaking News. Welcome, weird. Welcome to Weird Breaking News, a section where we've we've not tried we've not tried very hard. No. Uh, we've not, you know, we've not dug too deep into internet. We've gone to our website. Yeah, usually just our two. website and scrolled down until we found an amusing or weird news story from the world of gaming and uh, we don't know what each other has brought. No. And we're just going to tell each other what it is. Yes. Peter, would you like to hear all about mine? I would. Are you familiar with the uh, wrestler 
Booker T. I am, actually. Are you familiar with the video game Call of Duty? I am. There is a character in Call of Duty called David Prophet Wilkes. This is Black Ops 4, so it doesn't have a campaign. And he's just yeah. one of the operatives that you can play as in the multiplayer if you want. He has his own equipment and specialities and stuff like that, skills and so on. Okay. Now, apparently he was in Black Ops 3 as well, but he was sort of, he'd mechanically augmented himself to the extent that he was mostly a machine man. Right. Black Ops 4, canonically, despite not actually having a story, yeah. is before Black Ops 3. Okay. So he is pre-augmentation. I would like to tell you, I would like you to tell me, sorry, yes. if you can see any similarity between those two boys. I'm now showing a picture of Booker T and a picture of Prophet from Black Ops 4 to Peter Austin. Um, what do you think facially? Are there similarities there? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I guess so, but but not like to any. I mean, I would probably need to see other pictures of him. But like, just in that one, he just kind of looks like he could look similar. But equally, he might just maybe that's just the photo in that instance. You know. Well, here is where you and Booker T disagree. Right. Because okay, what's your opinion before you? Do you think they look similar in those? I two? think there are definitely facial similarities. Yeah, there. I think there's bone structure and expression. Expression. Those two are certainly both looking a bit very gross. similar looking. So, uh, this comes by way of TheVerge.com. Okay. Professional wrestler Booker T. Huffman is suing games publisher Activision for allegedly putting his comic book character. And I want you to brace yourself, GI Bro. I wasn't braced enough. In Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Huffman filed a copyright complaint today based on similarities between. You braced? Yeah. G.I. Bro. G.I. Bro. And the Black Ops character David Prophet Wilkes. They could have drawn him any way they wanted, but they chose to steal Booker T's G.I. Bro, the complaint reads. So he's suing them because the character Prophet looks like G.I. Bro. Now, G.I. Bro was a persona that he had very briefly early on in his career. Okay. He was he was G.I. Bro. He painted his face. He wore army fatigues. Like an army thing. He's an ex-army man. But he also had a very shortly lived run of comics for G.I. Bro. And on the front cover is where we get the two photos where actually the promotional photo for Black Ops 4 of Profit and the comic book cover for G.I. Bro, yeah. uh, do look, in my opinion, actually very similar. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. I think they look similar. Um, the comments on the articles, I must say, are pretty much split 50-50, um, bringing in all kinds of unsavory comparisons, yeah, I, I as, can imagine. as you might expect, because it's the internet. But honestly, if you look at the two photos, they do they do kind of look like the same man. Yeah, I mean, the, the other issue is, and I'm sure... 
whether or not they're the same or not, like Booker T will not see it this way. But does it matter if it's a character who is presumably not really relevant anymore? You say mm. it's a short-lived run of comics, right? Yes, but like how you, long ago? You have to remember here that GI <clears throat> GI Bro. Yeah. It is. That's what Booker T looks like. Like it, yeah, it's, it's based on. I don't know why he went for GI. <clears throat> G.I. Bro, the the wrestling persona that he had when he could have said, that looks That's like me, sure. Booker T. But I'm assuming it's because the the best comparison photo between the two was that specific because comic book cover. Up, right. And it happened to be an army gimmick that okay. he was he was rocking at the time. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, it, it sort of makes you think of the whole Lindsay Lohan thing, doesn't it? Exactly. From Grand Theft Auto. That's which, exactly what I was going to say next. I know? mean, in the end, that... I think it's sort of in and out of court all the time. But she the lost moment, for it, a yeah. second time, right? Yeah, where she claimed that she was on basically that that woman from the loading screen yeah. in the bikini and stuff. It doesn't look like her at all, no, really. I, mm, no. But I would say that this looks more like Booker T than that looked like her. But equally, you've got things like The Last of Us, where the original model for Ellie, mm. and they did change it, and it still does kind of look like Ellen Page. Ellen Page. And Ellen Page was sort of like, oh, yeah, it's, I mean, I wish they'd have asked me, but it's it's kind of weird. It does look like Especially me. since she was already in... Mm. Uh, Beyond Two Beyond Souls. Beyond Two Souls, yeah. yeah with David Quage. Because that's almost like a... If she'd not done any other gaming stuff, then it, it, she might have thought, like, looks a bit like me, but okay, mm. never mind. But the fact that she's in another game, it's almost like the same character in both games. Yeah. Slightly. Peter, yes. what have you brought? What's your weird news? My weird news? Where is my phone? He's so prepared. Ben, are you familiar with the game Fallout 76? Oh, I'm so familiar. You know how we already had a question about games you're looking forward to in 2019? Oh, yeah. And there happens to be a list video on our channel all about that. Mm -hmm. Well, now I'm about to talk about Fallout 2076. Yep, 2076. Um, one. Which is also on our channel. It is. Unfortunately, as, as many of you may know, Bethesda had a bit of a time mm. uh, when they released Fallout 76. A real tricky dick. Yeah, they've had some PR issues, and even that aside, they've just they've just had a bad bad old glitch fest of a mm. game mm -hmm. on the shelves. Um, you may be aware that a lot of game shops now are slashing the prices. I, th I think I've seen some stories about this. So... In Germany in particular, things are going a whole lot further. And according to our friends, they're not our friends, at pushsquare.com, mm -hmm. we don't know them. Uh, I know them. You know them. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, when I say we don't know them, they're Ben's <laughs> friends, they're not mine. Yeah. Uh, they have said, German retailers continue purge, purge, purge. Fallout 76 stock by giving it away with PS4 hard drives. I will say the one thing I do like about Push Square yeah. is that they... They don't shy away from how they feel about <laughs> certain games, and and the tone of the article is very much reflected in their, <laughs> in their yeah. title usually. So, um, so GameStop in Germany is giving giving away copies of Fallout seventy six. Yeah, they please were, take them. Please. Yeah. Well, exactly. They were already doing that, mm -hmm. um, but now also in Germany, uh, a Reddit post shows a copy of Bethesda's game strapped to the back of an external hard drive. <laughs> Um, so within the comments of the post, mm -hmm. an employee of German retailer Saturn confirms the practice, saying the copies are given away when you buy consoles, controllers, or hard drives, even if you don't want it, they add. <laughs> oh, so it's like the, the telegraph with with a bottle of water at train stations. Yeah, it's forced upon them. Yeah, it's free. Take it. I don't want it. Just I don't please, want it. For the love of God. I just want my hard drive slash water. No, take Fallout 76 and a copy of the Daily Telegraph. Take it. And uh, so you might say, like, well, why, if they if they really don't want them that much, why don't they just bury them in the desert like copies of E.T.? Yeah, then they'll be valuable in, like, 20 yeah, years. Yeah, exactly. Why don't the they collector's just item. burn them or something? But we've got a quote here also from the Push Square article. Hmm. We get a specific amount of money back from Zenimax for every sold attached copy. It's Ooh. the cheaper way for them at... It's the cheaper way for them at the moment instead of another refund or a permanent price cut. So basically, it's cheaper for them mm -hmm. to give them away right. than, than just oh, do dear. anything else. They were doing it with controllers as well, I think. Yeah. Where just anything. Controllers, consoles, hard anything drives. Anything you buy. Oh, so poor you go in and they just... I think at the door, they go, Fallout 76? Fallout 76? Do you want one? Have three. With the basket they give you on yeah. the way in. Yeah, just take it. Take yeah. it. Please. 
Baskets a pound, you get this for free. It's like it's a bit like the opposite of when you go to Sainsbury's mm. and you want a shopping trolley, you have to put a pound in. Yeah. But if you go to GameStop in Germany, you have to take a copy of Fallout yeah. 76 out. It's a real handicap, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's a it, you're just drowning in them. <laughs> you can't you can't move for copies of Fallout 76. No. I tell you what, if you wanted to build that extension to your weird PS1 game yeah. house, Fallout 76 copies be a, make a great foundation. If you've got like some damaged game boxes, maybe, and you mm. want to replace them, just buy, some, buy get some, some free copies of Fallout 76. Get some take stock all the art it. and the CD out. I don't think you can buy one anymore. I think when you go to Amazon, it just says bucket. Yeah. I think you only buy them in like actual metric tons. A now. Fallout 76 barrel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. It arrives on a truck. Yeah. Peter, that was a wonderful weird news. That's the end of weird news. Weird news for this week is over. Question three. This comes from patron Ham Migas, mm. I believe, who asks, what is your favorite game that it seems most people hate slash dislike? Oh. Peeper. Well, it's not my favorite game, but I will quickly go back to Star Wars Battlefront 2. Also a game like Fallout 76 that had a bit of a disaster when yeah. it released. In fact, that's the one I'm going to talk about in a second. So oh, okay. Uh, well, um, uh, yeah. you know, they... they Unfortunately, they did a whole load of loot crate stuff, loot boxes and, mm -hmm. and, and things like that. And, it, you know, it's it's very difficult when you're first starting out to just play as a hero, which a lot of people kind of signed up for. But mm -hmm. it was a lot worse around release. They 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 backpedaled on a lot of this stuff. And I completely agree that, like, it should never have happened in the first place. And they, they just made some bad decisions. But, like... I enjoy playing that game. It's been massively simplified from Battlefront 1, or the, the Battlefront 1 number 2, if you see what I mean, when they brought it back out. Battlefront 1, yeah. yeah. Where there were loads of weapons to unlock. It was really confusing. Now there's just like four weapons per class. Um, the progression system's just a lot more simplified. And the story, I quite enjoyed. I think it didn't have a lot of like bells and whistles. Like it, You know when you're playing Uncharted or something, mm. and you're sort of running along, and suddenly you like enter into like... Uh, some kind of either quick time event or like, oh, quick, you need to jump and swing or something, but it's right. all seamless. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the camera never moves from over your shoulder. There's not a lot of that. It's sort of, you're, you're generally running around with a gun in first person mode. And then all your objectives will be very similar to the ones in, in like a multiplayer game. Like, hold this area, kill 50 men. Um, <laughs> yes. And then now and then there'll be like an, a sort of interesting cinematic moment, but most of them are uh, sort of, stuck in cutscenes. But yeah. mm. on the other hand, I think the 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 engine is beautiful. It is. It is a gorgeous looking game. It is very, very beautiful. And uh I think it's a lot of fun to play still. I find it really satisfying. Um once you've sort of got through the first couple of uh, hours of gameplay in multiplayer mode, you do find it easier to play as heroes and things like that. Right. And I think there's some interesting game modes. They do like a a sort of a spooky Spooky Ooh, one at the spookums, moment. Okay, uh, where you're on the forest moon of Endor, mm -hmm. um, and you either you, you start out as a stormtrooper, and it's like an infection mode of a oh. of like a multiplayer game where two other players in this like uh, map full of about fifteen people are Ewoks, <laughs> and you can't see. It's completely pitch black, and you have a torch on your gun that only lasts for about like ten seconds at a time, and then wow. it has to recharge. Okay, and you're just in the woods, and there's Ewoks coming at you. Jump, jump, and yeah, nub, 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 whoop, nub. Whoop. and it, it almost, it almost like makes it feel like okay, now I can kind of start to understand why the stormtroopers lost to Ewoks, except that was during the day, mm. and there's just no way they should have lost to a bunch of teddy bears. But at no, night time, not. the sort of guerrilla tactics of the Ewoks, <laughs> it's really terrifying. That sounds good. Yeah. Um, Your engine is beautiful. It is. There's a train. A train went past there. Oh, train agreed. Um, what is your What is your favorite game that most people hate or dislike? Well, again, it's not really my favorite, but... yeah. Loads of trains. Yeah, it's not busy. really. We're just getting used to being in this room. Uh, not really my favourite game by a long stretch, but uh, Fallout 76 certainly. If you've watched our video, uh, Bethesda kicked my dog. The Fallout 76 story. You'll know that yeah. I played a hell of a lot of Fallout 76. I, I just sort of fell head over heels for mm -hmm. it. Like I just couldn't stop playing it. I Red Dead Redemption 2. I can. I want to get this out of the way now. I can appreciate is a phenomenal game. Yeah. It took a lot of work to put together and people absolutely bloody love it. 
I could not get past the first couple of hours. Mm-hmm. It just it was just too it was just too open, I think. Yeah, there was just there was too much to do. A real lack of direction for me personally and and that's why I lost interest. But Fallout 76 scooped me up in sort of a familiar warm blanket, but if the blanket sort of wasn't quite rendered properly and yeah. fell apart in places. Um, and it sometimes the blanket wasn't there. It would sort of flicker in and out. It wasn't made. It wasn't the canvas uh, blanket that I was promised. No. It was a nylon one. It made a horrible like crackling noise. I was all staticed up. Yeah. Every time I tried to open the front door, I electrocuted myself oh, slightly. No. But yeah, Fallout 76. Um, a blanket all the same. For, it was a blanket all the same. <laughs> uh, Fallout 76 really just uh, sort of completely ate all of my time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I played a lot of it. I'm, I'm one trophy now away from getting the platinum in no. it. I'm really close. I just need the help of, of a friend to revive a, like players a certain amount of time. So I just need him to jump off a bridge for right. me, basically. But I really like the idea of playing Fallout with friends. And... This is so close to being it. Yeah. But I think it's just, honestly, if they put this in an engine that ran, yeah. it would be great. It's Again, it's just their game engine that they keep, the creation engine that they just keep insisting on using over and over again. I remember when Fallout 4 was shown off at E3. That was the same one where they went, hey, Fallout 4 exists, and it's coming out in November, yeah. uh, which was amazing. But as soon as players... I re- I remember my friend was uh, was watching it too, and he was I think he was live tweeting it, right? Because you know, everyone gets all snarky on Twitter and posts responses to what's happening live. Yeah. And as soon as they showed the clip of people running to the shelter or running to the vault, and it was that typical Bethesda RPG run, he was just like, "Oh my god, they're using this. They're still using the same engine." Yeah. And it's just so sad that we're still in that position a few years later. And it looks like we're going to continue to be in that position. But Fallout 76, mm-hmm. I don't think, deserves all of the hatred it gets. It's a misstep. And I think if people really gave it a go, they'd actually quite like it. I think it's a. it was a bit of a strange decision to say, oh, hey, so this is the first vault that's opened. Um, and uh, there's no human M- NPCs out in the world, apart from that yes. one guy who's been found. Story-wise, it makes... Very little sense. The fact that every single... Because you find dead humans. Every single human in the entire wasteland Mm. of Appalachia, including Brotherhood of Steel, Enclave, Raiders, Responders, civilians... Non-feral ghouls. Non-feral ghouls. They all decided to leave on the same day. They all just went just as you you left. It's just... It's really strange to me. Like, so it is almost like Fallout with Friends, except... I feel like it's not quite Fallout. It's like mm. not. It's like the party's not arrived yet. Do you it's know what a I mean? very weird concept that they they managed to squeeze the Brotherhood in there. And bearing in mind the Brotherhood are made up of the army, what yeah. used to be the army. Right. And there's a very short turnaround window where they clearly decided after the bombs dropped and before you left, where they went, okay, we're going to be called the Brotherhood. Now we've got this whole system of, of ranks and hierarchy. Yeah. These are the duties. These are our these are our slogans. This is, a, <laughs> this is our rich history. Our and it's decided. That's what it's going to be like for the next three, four hundred years. And it was all done in that t- 10, 20 year period. Right. And it's, it's, uh, it's they really bent over backwards to try and make it work. It's very weird, but I think if they gave this another go, and I really do think they should, mm. uh, they they have a lot of lessons to learn from, at least. I don't know if they will, though, give it another go. <sighs> be a shame. It'd be a shame. But it would be a shame. I mean, Elder Scrolls Online does so well. If it just did Fallout Online, I mean, I'd, yeah. but then MMO, for some people, the scale is then too big, and there's just too many people running around. It's not. F- MMOs aren't really for me. There's, yeah, there's no, a, I agree. Like, there's a... I tried the Elder Scrolls Online, and it, it wasn't an Elder Scrolls game for me. It had the same font right. and some mechanics. And some cat people. And some cat people, but I couldn't pick up cheese and throw it around and stuff. Yeah. Like it wasn't, it's, not, it's not there for me. I, it's I not feel it. a bit like that. It's Whereas a shame. this is Fallout, mm. but weird and broken. And no, no NPCs. <laughs> uh, that's no just, NPCs. That just baffles me, really, and I think yeah. it's a shame because you kind of lose... That was some of the best thing about either a, an Elder Scrolls game or Fallout is like coming across quirky characters and like mm. weird people mm-hmm. who are hunkered down or, oh, hey, look, I've made this out of rubbish. It's yep. a statue of a dog or whatever. 
The yeah. loot you find is randomized as well. Right. So you would you would discover this really cool looking location that again, you know, people say, Oh, it was rushed. No, you know, this was a rush job. Nobody nobody tried, like this was just mm. a cash in like that's that's not fair and that's not correct. Yeah. Because you come across these incredibly well designed areas where it's like, Oh my god, there's this huge mutated red tree you can climb all the way up to the top of it and there's someone's built like a tree house on each level mm -hmm. you make it all the way to the top and there's nothing there's like there's no note there's obviously no npc yeah. there's no amazing loot because it's random and it's just like you want to get up there and find the mad tree man there's got to be something incredible up there yeah. in a normal fallout game there'd be something amazing there but this just by its very nature doesn't allow for that and that's a shame and i don't know why they decided to do that but there's a way they could make it work and it, it would be a, a missed opportunity if they didn't give it another go with yeah. what they've learned but we'll, we will see we, we will. will see peter yes we have now got a big discussion big discussion big headline discussion title of the video comes from the big headline discussion which today peter comes from daryl dennis daryl denise thank you daryl dennis dennis who says your thoughts on the fact that the industry appears to be eating itself alive? Question mark. Specifically, it mentioned Activision post record profits and still lay off 800 plus people. Oh yes. But so, wait, Daryl. Wait. There's more. There's there's even more. It's not just 800 people laid off. Yeah. According to. Here he goes. A, I'm. Oh. I'm, oh, he's on his you, way. According to Kotaku mm. UK. Yep. Um, 400 Blizzard France uh, employees still don't know if their jobs are secure. Great. So that's, I mean, that's 1,200 people. Yeah. There we go. It's really, really good. So this comes in the wake of Activision Blizzard. Uh, it's been rumored for a while now, and uh, I should mention these, the, what we're about to quote also comes from the original Kotaku article that they posted. Right. Um, it was rumored for a while that there were going to be big layoffs. Mm. at Activision Blizzard across various studios. And uh, they've now said uh, earlier in the week that the company would be eliminating 8% of its staff. And bearing in mind that in 2018, they had roughly 9,600 employees. That means about 800 people have now lost their jobs. Yeah. Which is really rough. And as you read more into it, everybody likes to demonize Act, especially Activision. Mm. I know Blizzard didn't have a great showing recently at BlizzCon with Diablo and stuff. There was a huge backlash about the mobile game and they've stuff. They've just said there's no major AAA game coming for the whole of 2019, Blizzard. Have, have they? Just, yeah, they've just said, like, oh, yeah, we don't have plans to release anything. So That's uh, not not great, especially considering that they, they've just laid off a load of people. Yeah. Uh, so it looks like they are trying to put a positive spin on it by saying uh, that they are, they've promised a comprehensive severance package, continued health benefits, career coaching, and job placement assistance, as well as profit-sharing bonuses for the previous year to those who are being laid off at Blizzard. So yeah, they've, they've said, there's no way to make this transition easy for impacted employees, but we are doing what we can to support our colleagues. So again, they're trying to put a positive spin on it, and I know that a lot of people just want to hate on Activision because it's Activision, uh, but... It does seem that they are kind of lining their pockets just a tiny bit, Peter. Yeah, I mean, you can't... It, it just seems so incongruous to post record profits, mm. say, we're doing so well. I mean, Activision have had Spyro and Crash. They've been big hitters for yep. the past year or so. Call of Duty is of still doing incredibly well. Yeah, and yeah, 800 people. I mean, it says here... People were coming into work not knowing like what was going to happen to them, yeah. crying and hugging in the car park as they arrived, as though to sort of say, hey, I'm here. Oh, you're here. Okay. I wonder if we're going to see through to the end of the week. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just tragic, really, to to know that like a company... It just doesn't make sense. How can you post profits so high, report, mm. report your profits, and then be like, yeah, also, buy everyone. Buy. So Activision CEO... Bobby Kotick, who is sort of renowned as the figurehead of the monstrous beast that is Activision, mm. uh, wrote to, uh, believe their their investors, while our financial results for 2018 were the best in our history, we didn't realize our full potential. Whatever that means. To help us reach our full potential, we have made a number of important leadership changes, although he obviously is still holding on to his position yeah. uh, as as the, the head of the beast. But yeah, loads and loads of people have, have lost their jobs, um, and it's obviously awful, and they do seem to be just 
turfing people out in the name of streamlining when, as yeah. you said, they, they've, they've posted record profits. That's the thing. It's, it's difficult to kind of... I, I can see what he's trying to say. He's saying, all right, yeah, we might have had amazing profits, but actually we've got these 800 people who we feel are sort of semi-redundant. Mm -hmm. And if we didn't have them to pay, we imagine the profits we could have had. I mean, that's, yeah. that's all well and good, but equally that's 800 or potentially 1,200 people if you include Blizzard France. Mm. Going home, not knowing where the next paycheck is coming from. Yeah. And you're still making your profit. Like may, maybe just maybe spread it out over a period of like the next 12 months mm -hmm. or, you know, sort of relocate people in within the company or, yeah, start to say, look, there are going to be some redundancies. Does anyone want to leave? That's the best thing to do first. Yeah, this was completely avoidable. This isn't a repeat of the, the telltale situation that mm. we had last year where people came in not knowing what was going on and then were told, okay, we've got no money. Yeah. You've got to go. Every, everybody's got to go. Here, they're doing brilliantly. Um, that in fact, if we have a look at uh, marketwatch.com, which is a website I believe that you need a, a subscription to mm. in order to, to view sort of financial information and so on, but someone posted it in the comments of an article that, that I was looking at. Uh, the company also revealed that it is increasing its dividend by 9% to 37 cents a share, and the board approved a two-year 1.5 billion stock repurchase plan. So basically, they are really making themselves, that, that being the board and the investors, mm. incredibly wealthy, uh, which was always going to be the way it was. It was, you know, that's just how it works. Yeah, but I mean... You didn't need to lay off so many staff. Yeah. Uh, it, it just, it's just an incredibly bad look. Yeah. Not that they seem to care about that. Um, but we do know that, that it, it, it only affected, let's see, Activision Publishing, Blizzard, King, which I think is a mobile developer right uh and some of activision studios including high moon uh there were various esports entities and non-production facilities that were also impacted by the layoffs um it's it's a it's a difficult thing because obviously we're not on the inside we don't know the exact ins and outs of of how activision works or blizzard mm -hmm. but i mean again like just going back to the way it's the the attempted justification for this you you just have to kind of look at it like if you if you wish to streamline your business by letting eight hundred or twelve hundred people go, yeah, it it just seems like especially if you're you know you're not against the clock because your profits are you're doing well with your profits, but if people are coming into the office unsure of their fate for the next mm -hmm. twenty four hours or the next week or next month, it's a culture of fear, isn't people it? People are crying in the in the parking lot, yeah. You're going about it the wrong way. Mm -hmm. you know, you, as, as I say, you're not against the clock. It's not telltale. Like, it, hey, everyone, thanks for coming in to work today. But actually, we don't have anything to pay you. You have to leave in the next half an hour. Exactly. The, like Activision can pay those people for effectively indefinitely yeah. while they very that kindly let them go. That billion, billion dollars. Yeah. $1.5 billion. Mm. That's an obscene amount of money yeah. for, for any... 10 or 12 people to share between them. Yeah. The amount that, that could have been paid out or just put to one side in order to keep those staff employed working on various things. Let's do some quick math, shall quick we? Quick maths. While you do that, Peter, I would like to say that this is going to be a very interesting time, particularly for Activision, given that this Call of Duty that just came out, the first one with the Battle Royale mm -hmm. mode in it, uh, it's the first one without a campaign in it. And you have to presume that a huge amount of development cost previously went into putting together a narrative and and a campaign for their games. Right. Because they're, they're basically action films that last five, four, five hours, thereabouts. Yeah. They don't do that anymore. We're moving more and more towards games as a service, at least from these big publishers. Yeah. You, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to streamline more and more and more and make more and more money from just putting out... I, I mean, I'd be amazed if next year we didn't get a Battle Royale Call of Duty mode just on its own, either free-to-play right. or with a small subscription fee or like a small one-time payment, and then they try to make money from their microtransactions and things like that. I think this is, this is maybe just the beginning. And once they work out a model where they can make as much money for as little work and, and employing as few people as possible, yeah. this, is, this story is only going to just keep happening but again it's just i mean even if if that's the case and that's just the way the industry is going and it's almost an unavoidable thing like mm. look we're going to need fewer employees 
based on the the change in structure. Yeah, that's one thing. But just just try and handle it a bit more carefully than than people coming in mm-hmm. and, and crying in the car park. Like 1.5 billion. I mm-hmm. know this was not going to be divided between the people they were going to lay off. But yeah. in theory, if that's something that they they felt they needed to do, uh, you could pay. Uh, if we assume, assume 12, uh, 1,200 people as well, those those 400 question marks from, from France. Yes. You could pay those people $1.2 million. Yeah. Um, Just it, a one-off payment. A one-off payment. Again, they're not going to do that. I'm not suggesting no. that they should have done. But the point is, they were not forced to get rid of 800 to 1,200 people no, it's overnight. No, it's not a business decision that will ensure the future of the company it's a business decision that will increase the amount of money that's going to investors pockets yeah that's that's literally all this is they could afford to keep those people on a bit longer and maybe just let them go slightly more gently and i do really appreciate that they you know they're, they're offering a comprehensive severance package and and so on mm. but that's appears to only be for employees of blizzard which i would imagine probably if they're offering that much would be significantly lower right, right yeah. uh, lower amount of people who are affected at blizzard um but that's, it just seems like lip service really yeah lip service and just like no we're doing we're doing this but you know ignore those 400 people in france who don't know if they if they've still got their jobs or not it seems like they they made the decision oh we're gonna have to lay these people off Oh, that's not going to look very good, is it? Okay, no. well, I guess we should at least offer them a, a nice severance package. We cannot pretend to be business insiders Absolutely or understand not. how investments... and But we're just going from what's been reported and what is readily available and, and logical, mm. and it it doesn't look good. But we do want to know what you guys think as well. So please let us know in, in the comments on the YouTube video uh, of, of what you think of Activision Blizzard's handling of this situation, if it was necessary, or even how you think the next few years are going to shake out in terms of them employing a large amount of people. Yeah, and feel free to correct us on our mm. on our views of how businesses large businesses work cuz maybe Absolutely. Yeah, you know, maybe you think this was all all fine and that it couldn't have been done any other way, but you know. We're we're keen we're keen to read your thoughts. Now, it is time to wrap up. Mm. Before we tell you what's coming up on uh, the channel and various other things to look forward to, we are going to promote our various places where you can find us. Peter Austin, would you like to take the lead here? I would. Uh, you can uh, follow us on YouTube, which you might be watching right now. That's yeah. youtube.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. You can watch us on Twitch three, three times. times a week. Three times. Three times. It's crazy. That's twitch.tv forward slash Team Triple Jump. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook if you want our social media goings on those mm. are both twitter.com and facebook.com forward slash team triple jump and uh, you can also follow me and ben uh, at that peter austin and at confused underscore dude on twitter yes you can and our website uh, is as as said wonderfully at the beginning mm. triple j dot merp that's the one it will always be that <laughs> We will never say it any other way. No, it's how it's it's how it's said. Uh, we have a store on there and and various fun things. Mm-hmm. Apply, page. Yeah. yeah. Apply to be a freelance writer. We'd like some more applications. And last but not least, uh, we have the Discord, mm-hmm. uh, which you can get to at bit.ly forward slash Team Triple Jump. And Peter, of course, a huge thank you to mm. our patrons oh. over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. They provide the questions exclusively for this podcast. They do. They also get worst games ever two days early and uh, as well as various other benefits. Yeah, some and, of them over uh, at that Discord as well. Yeah, yeah. There's Special a room. there's a premium room on the Discord if you want to go chat with your fellow, you know, cool, cool cats. Yeah. In terms of what's coming up on the channel, uh, we would like to sort of just lay out the rough structure of how we release content or how we're planning on releasing what we're doing. Yeah. That's two lists a week, which should, and, and this should be the case across the board unless there's something special happening yeah uh, this change. this this will be largely how it goes there'll be two lists a week that's tuesday and thursday uh there will be streams every monday tuesday and thursday i believe monday is going to be you yes and then tuesday will be me and then thursday we will both be doing a stream together there's a 3 p.m till 5 p.m gmt they are and if you can't catch them the vod will be uploaded in the days following mm-hmm. it will always go on youtube you don't need to ask Every time, never okay? ever ask. You don't again. need to ask every it will time. Always go on it YouTube. Will always go on YouTube. Okay. Worst games ever. 
That's a fortnightly show. Yeah. If you're a patron, if you're a patron, not a Patreon. Mm. If you're a patron, that'll be going up on Fridays for you. But if not, then it'll be going up on Sunday. Yeah. And uh, there'll be, I believe, there's a worst games this week coming. So yeah, today is Saturday when this goes out, right? Mm -hmm. And it's yep. not coming out tomorrow. Nope. It's coming out a week tomorrow. Exactly. Or Friday if you're a patron. Or Friday if you're a patron. And the podcast, of course, will be every Saturday. And there we are. I think that's pretty much it. Uh, artwork, uh, music, the way that this is put together, all subject to change. Mm. Uh, we are probably should have said this at the top of the show, but we'll put this in the description so hopefully people will see it. Uh, we have uh, we're setting up an account to make sure this goes on iTunes and all the other places yeah. as well. Um, so if you've made it to the end of this and you have now heard this information, you see people asking us, feel free to let them know that it will be available very soon and we'll let you know when. For now, it's just on YouTube, but as soon as we can get it on iTunes and the like, it'll be going on there too. So please be excited for that. Peter. Yes. Thank you for coming and talking video games with me today. It was very nice. I yeah, enjoyed it. I had a nice you. time. Thank you. And thank you at home. Thank you for listening to us. Let us know what you think. Contributing questions. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, Please do, yeah, let us know down below what you think about all the topics we've discussed today. Answer the questions for yourself. Give us your opinion on Activision and Blizzard. Uh, tell us what you play in at home at present. <laughs> That's playing with an apostrophe and yeah. no G. Playing. And weird news as well. I'd like to hear yeah. some more weird news. Yeah, feel free to tweet us weird news as well, and we may use uh, your weird news articles. Use your news. Use your news. Uh, and if you want to submit questions, that is done by Patreon. And uh, we, if if you asked, as we said at the top of the show, if you asked a question, mm. uh, we've stored all the good ones. So although you may have submitted one for podcast episode one, it may still turn up later on in a further yes. episode. So you know you don't need to re-ask a question. Mm. We're um, stockpiling. Yeah. We're stockpiling. Yeah. I think that's all. Mm. Thank you very much for watching slash listening. Yes. And we will see you next Saturday. Thank you for your support on the channel so far, it's by been the way. Lovely. It's, it's been fantastic. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>